Next on BYU Sports Nation, Taysom Hill staying at BYU, but now what? How does he win the starting job on September 3rd? Heisman Trophy winner and BYU offensive coordinator Ty Detmer joins us in studio to analyze the quarterback situation. Plus, former BYU and NFL defensive back Derwin Gray on live. Prepare to be motivated on a basketball game day. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 18th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Aerosmith's newest groupie, Jerem Jordan. Oh, maybe. Last night we were uh, lucky enough to go to the Steven Tyler concert in Salt Lake, uh, put on by Qualtrics, and it was awesome. It was awesome. There were people asking us, how do you go to that? And we're like, I, it was put on by someone else. We knew someone. It was really cool to go to that. I'd never seen Steven Tyler in concert. That dude is 67. 67 years old. And still kills it, man. He was awesome. I can't believe the vocal range he still has yeah. at 67. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it, like he was not like two steps off of what he used to be or whatever. He was like right there. Apparently, he's launching a country album oh, as well. Launched. He, yeah, he's, he's sang a couple of songs yeah, from that Red, album. Red, White, and You. I'm not a country guy, but I did listen to that going it, it in. Wasn't like, into it wasn't like, it wasn't twangy. And, uh, well, that's what country is now. It's not as twangy. Remember how Taylor Swift made the switch? It wasn't that well, big of a switch. Well, Taylor Swift isn't country anymore, dude. She's pop. I know, but it wasn't that big of a switch. Like Nobody if cares. If you're the lead, well, you don't. The lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish can all of a sudden just be a country star, Darius Rucker. Like, it's not that big a transition. See, I didn't, I didn't listen to the songs and think those are country songs, though, at all. Like, a country album? I'm like, this is not country music. You don't have music. to wear a cowboy hat to sing country anymore. This is not country it music. You used to have to be that way. Steven Tyler is Steven Tyler. You don't have to drive a truck to listen to country, apparently. He's 67. 67! <laughs> His range is amazing. Can you imagine him, like, in middle school, trying to try out for the acapella choir or something, and they're like, no, you're just, it, you're just so out there. He's like, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, he's still, he's still rocking a six-pack. Six like, he's, he's an interesting, really entertaining dude. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's men's basketball game day in San Diego. 11 Eastern on ESPNU. You can listen on BYU Radio. The Cougars lost against the Toreros at the Slim Gym in San Diego by three last year. This is not the same San Diego team. RPI 307. This is BYU has to win this game. What were they last year? It was bad last year. 176. Wow. Yeah, they have to win. They were not an RPI 200 plus team last year. They're 307. So it's an acceptable loss, is that what you're saying? Last year, more so than it would be this Don't year. Anyone that's one hundred. Good gravy. Speaking of RPI, it's the daily RPI watch on BYU Sports Nation. BYU is up two spots to sixty-six. Eleven spots behind the West Coast Conference leading RPI holder Gonzaga, fifty-five. So, so beat it in uh, same area as seventy, I think. So beating three hundred seven could actually drop BYU tomorrow, right? Who knows? Who knows how that calculates? It depends on what Gonzaga and St. Mary's and all the other teams that BYU's played have done. At this point in the season, it's so late. There are a ton of moving parts in BYU's yeah. RPI. It's not a game that helps you in any way, though. But it's you a conference to, game. You, you just got to win. Yeah, you, you can't lose win. it. It creates confidence. It gets BYU to a 500 road record. So there's that. 
BYU doesn't need to beat San Diego to be confident, though. They're a confident team. They've uh, they got two good wins last week, and now they play San Diego tonight. So before that, Women's Hoops is going for an outright conference championship tonight at 9 Eastern time against San Diego, who is BYU's only conference loss this season and the last team to beat the Cougars. It's senior night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. You can also listen on BYU Radio. Kalani Satake announcing the completion of the football staff support. Jason Ayu, the director of football athletic relations, and Sione Kinikini is the director of player development. Ty Detmer will join us in about 25 minutes to discuss the return of Taysom Hill and how the quarterback situation will play out in 2016. And it's day two in L.A. for the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Swim and Dive Championships. Uh, On day one, the men's team for BYU set Two school records and championship records in the MPSF. That's a good day one. And the 200 medley and the 800 free relay. Jake Taylor on both of those teams. Plenty of ammo to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. QB1 and 2 at BYU. High snap. Hill dodges one, two, and carries the other into the end zone. Mangum, all day to throw to the end zone. Matthews, touchdown! Taysom Hill is back at BYU. Tanner Mangum is still at BYU. The euphoria about Taysom's return was real and unmistakable across BYU Sports Nation. 48 hours later, excitement remains high, but the conversation has shifted now to what is next? Meanwhile, Tanner Mangum is the reigning 2015 freshman of the year thanks to the Touchdown Club of Columbus and just had the most prolific freshman year of any BYU quarterback. So with that in mind, here's the current reality of the situation at BYU. Even with the Taysom Hill news, Tanner Mangum is the starting quarterback at BYU as of today, February 18th, Jerem. Because he's healthy. For a number of reasons. And you bring up the number one reason. He is healthy. Yeah, and there's a long ways off. I don't want to get into the exact numbers because it's too far out. But we're a long ways off from the start of the season. So we don't know when Taysom Hill will become healthy. And if he'll be healthy at the right time. I mean, Tanner Mangum is there. And and to me, and I think you agree with this, and you just said you did, so I know. Tanner Mangum is the starting quarterback as of right now. And, and this is going to be the conversation for the remainder of uh, spring, summer, and into the fall. Tanner Mangum, 100% healthy right now. He's going to take the majority of the full-speed reps in spring ball because of that. In a new offense with a new playbook. I think that's really important. Tanner Mangum's going to have a step up on physical, actual reps, not mental reps that anyone can get anywhere, right? But actual reps. In practice, what's the difference between the starting quarterback and the backup in an NFL situation? The starter gets more reps. He's better at doing it, right? So that guy naturally has a leg up on the backup. And Tanner Mangum started 12 games last year. Went 9-4 and four with BYU. Didn't start the Nebraska game, but won the Nebraska game. So a few hours after Taysom announces his return, I sent out a poll question on Twitter asking who BYU fans thought, not wanted, just thought, would be the starting quarterback on September 3rd of 743 votes. 66% said Taysom Hill. Yeah. I, I'm in the 33% category. I think that Tanner Mangum will be the starting quarterback. We have a long ways out and a lot to see, but as of right now on February 18th having this discussion, we need to see that Taysom Hill is healthy. I think that if Taysom Hill gets healthy in time, that's great. 
I think that Tanner Mangum rolls out in day one and you keep the continuity of what you had from last week, uh, last season, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What does Taysom Hill need to do to become BYU's starting quarterback? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet is in. At YFangirl underscore JB. Stay healthy. I would edit that to say get healthy, right? Uh, but I don't care if he's a starting quarterback. Just get him in a jersey and get him on the field. How many days does Taysom Hill have to be 100% before the actual first game? Countdown to the Wildcats. 198. Oh, you've gone back to now shunning the countdown. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the like hype of it. Uh, yeah, and it's 198. Just but with clear. blue goggles on, that doesn't make sense. These are extra. Well, I just want to show these off. Oh, uh, okay. One of our directors, Julian Riley, TV Bacon, uh, is his Instagram and Twitter. He wrote it on here. That's how I know that. Uh, he he got these extra large blue goggles. So there's, there's super the, size blue goggles. There's the regular. Okay. There's the regular. The, these are the Tanner Mangum goggles. I think for generally people like excited, really excited, right? Okay. okay. And then and then for whatever reason the Taysom Hill goggles are like <laughs> way up there. And then there's like the tight Emmer goggles. These are the national yeah. championship yeah. goggles. Yeah. So okay. levels of ridiculousness. All right. You can. Uh, on MTV or whatever. Fair enough. Join the conversation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What does Taysom Hill need to do to become BYU's starting quarterback? First of all, Taysom needs to get healthy. Not just by September 3rd, but by early August. Maybe late July to be ready for fall camp. But is that even realistic? It's tough because Liz Frank generally is a full year. In fact, Chad Lewis joined us in Las Vegas. We talked about Taysom Hill. Chad Lewis had a Liz Frank injury in the NFC Championship game. In fact, caught a touchdown that got the Eagles into the Super Bowl in 05, and he had this to say about Liz Frank. It's long. It's hard. They told me the second it happened, this is, this is a big one. I don't know if you'll ever come back. It will take a year, and you try and do what you can to speed that thing up, but your foot is in. Bro, this is a year. Okay, there's the reality from a guy who had the injury who played at an elite level in the NFL. Okay, we, I think we all agree that Taysom Hill is a freak athletically, that he could be ahead of schedule, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. But what Chad Lewis just said is alarming, that it takes a year and you can try and speed it up, but your foot will not respond in that way. So, yeah, he has to get healthy. The other thing for me, number two, is he has to beat out Tanner Mangum. Tanner Mangum's going to have all these reps with the playbook. Will Taysom Hill know the playbook better than Tanner Mangum? Well, and that's another factor. I mean, do, do you, are you in a place mentally where you know the playbook as good or better than the other guy? Can he study it more because he's not out on the field as more for the time? I don't know. They'll be competitive in that, and I like that. I, I like that. I do like physical reps more than mental reps. How well do you know the playbook? And once you, do, once you do know that... How can you implement that on the field in a shortened amount of time because you aren't 100%? And trust me, physically, Taysom Hill has proven himself beyond measure that his abilities are great. Tanner Mangum proved himself on the field as well this last year. So it's interesting because I think they could be neck and neck. And if all things are equal, I have no idea which direction that Ty Detmer would go in that situation. Get healthy, hopefully (laughs) by the latter part of the summer. Understand and know the playbook as much as you can. It's a new offense under Ty Detmer. And then you have to beat out the national freshman of the year and the most prolific freshman quarterback in BYU history. It's a tall task. I don't know if class distinction will weigh into this at all. Like, if all things are equal, do you go with senior over the sophomore? I I have no idea. 
No one has any idea. But I Jerem, wonder if Ty Detmer even knows. But Jerem, Taysom, he'll join us. Taysom has so much more experience on the field than Tanner. Does he? Or That's our does stat he? of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Taysom Hill started nine more games than Tanner Mangum. Nine. That's not. That's three quarters of a season. That's it? So somewhat equal. Taysom Hill obviously more experienced there. A senior. A fifth-year senior, in fact. Assuming he gets the medical redshirt. We all expect that to happen. So this is so interesting. I don't think that you can go with the wrong choice here. But it, it is interesting. Do you go with the continuity from last year? Do you mix in Taysom Hill? Do you go with Taysom Hill as the starter? Do you try in some way to redshirt Tanner Mangum? I don't see Tanner redshirting at all this season. But this is crazy intriguing, a part of what has become the most intriguing offseason in BYU football history, in my opinion. Bottom Except line, for 1927. That offseason oh, was it. unbelievably stop it. compelling. Just give it time. And that's BYU will no! have to be patient. 198, baby! BYU will have to be patient <laughs> because Taysom Hill is still rehabbing. He's just starting. Do you that have to be road. patient? You have to have Tanner Mangum. You can well, this, you can press forward with. I'm not talking with about him. Tanner Mangum. I'm talking about being patient with Taysom Hill. Yeah. 66% say he's going to be the starting quarterback. Slow down. We just went through all the things that need to happen before that can even become a thought of a reality. With these blue goggles, no, you, with these. Can't, you can't tell anybody to slow down. Everyone's excited about Taysom Hill being there. Uh, Don't tell me to slow down. Exci- excitement is, <laughs> is very different than reality. Don't, Very different. Don't try and don't try and speak rationally on this program. Conversation That's not get us anywhere. happening right now on Twitter. What does Taysom Hill need to do if he is to become BYU's starting quarterback? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Tommy Talcus, all Taysom's got to do is show up. Hashtag drop your pride and do the countdown, Jerem. Okay, first off, <laughs> you can't just show up. No. That's so disrespectful to Tanner Mangum. Also, my pride has nothing to do with the countdown. <laughs> it's hate is different than pride. Hate and love versus pride. Okay. Up next, BYU football alumnus and motivator extraordinaire Dewey Gray back on the show. What does BYU football mean to him? Passion overfloweth next. 198. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, and whenever you feel like it, I don't care what time of day it is, join the conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight, Women's Hoops goes for an outright West Coast Conference championship against San Diego, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's senior night. San Diego's the last team to beat BYU. That was 15 games ago in this 14-game win streak. Uh, the Cougars trying to get that outright title, and as you mentioned, this is the first time that BYU could have an outright championship in men or women's basketball in the West Coast Conference. Watch it tonight, 9 Eastern. More compelling game, the BYU women tonight or the BYU men? I don't like to pit them against each other. If you're, if you're asking me, I'm going to give you the right answer, which is women's. Okay. All it's, right. It's women's. I agree with you. It could be a league championship. I will watch both, though. Twitter question today. What does Taysom Hill need to do to become BYU's starting quarterback? At Landon Wolf says, perform better than Tanner. Fact. Detmer has made it clear he values competition and the best players will play. Ah, some rationale right there. I like it. Hey, our first guest today had one of the most memorable moments on Inside BYU Football in 2015. 
Trust me, you'll know when you hear it or see it or both. Let's relive that before we bring them in. I don't care what the score is. When you play, you make your opponent know that they played BYU. You know that I'm watching, that there are others watching, and we see how you play. We see how you hit. We see your intensity. Never, ever, ever give up because you are a part of a story that's bigger than you, greater than you, and you've got a paragraph. You've got a sentence. You've got an exclamation point. You've got a role to play. Let's go. Derwin Gray on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Dewey, it's great to have you back on the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. I, I I appreciated that speech, man. That got me fired up to write this Bible study I'm about to write. <laughs> <laughs> we, I need to write a paragraph. We're trying to do we're trying to do our part. Your your passion is clear for BYU. So let's start there. What does BYU football mean to you? Yeah, you know, for me, BYU football was more than playing a game. Uh, I was uh, I was an 18 year old kid who was uh, trying to escape the ghetto, and uh, BYU was a part of my development as a man. You know, January 15, 1990, I met a girl named Vicky Ensign at BYU, who's on a track team, and we've been married now almost 24 years. And so, BYU to me, it's bigger than just putting on cleats and a helmet making some tackles, is that my my life, who I am today, was formed by the opportunity that BYU gave me. And what a lot of people don't know is I didn't have my SAT and ACT scores together before they offered me. They signed me with hopes that I would pass my ACT or SAT, and I did on my very last try. And so there's a greater narrative and a greater story, and that's one of the things that I try to talk to young adults and teenagers about is uh, be grateful for the opportunities you get and maximize those opportunities. And so, like, I still get uh, Christmas cards from Coach Edwards and his wife. Wow. Still still to this very day. And so for me, it's bigger than just a, a game. It, it was formative in my life. The, uh, and that's been a lot of the rhetoric uh, from this coaching staff, which has been a return to more of kind of the, the Lavellish uh, ideas. Uh, I don't think the word Lavellish has ever been used in a sentence, but there it is. Uh, what do you think of this new coaching staff led by Kalani Sitaki and several of your old teammates? You know, I'm, 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 I'm super excited. Uh, Coach Kalani and I have, have had an opportunity to talk, and uh, his passion for BYU and my passion for BYU collided, and it was just like I thought the phone was going to just explode. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super, super <clears throat> excited, and I think the synergy of having those guys back is important. And what's important, too, is the Lavelle era could never, ever, ever be relived However, what we live as players for Coach Edwards can be translated into this present context. But at the end of the day, um, these coaches have got to put their own imprint on BYU football, the culture they want, the football philosophy they want, the unrelenting effort they want, and the execution. So they've got to put their own brand and stamp on it. And uh, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. And I'm excited to see – Guys that I played with that I remember 
as 19-year-old boys who are now 40-something-year-old men now getting to retell the story of BYU. It's exciting. Follow him at Derwin L. Gray on Twitter, former BYU defensive back and the last defensive back drafted out of BYU in 1993 by the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk about one of your former teammates, another NFL guy, the Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer. What do you expect from him as the offensive coordinator in year number one? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, Ty was actually over the house uh, a little bit over a month ago. And, um, you know, it, it, first of all, Ty's my friend. Like, Ty's my dude. Like, you know, we, we went fishing together when we were in college. We're both from San Antonio. And this is what I know about Ty. Ty has a high football IQ. He has incomparable competitiveness. And if I was a high school quarterback, I would want to play for that guy. And the thing about Ty is he's always worn the underdog label. He, his arm was not strong enough. He was not tall enough. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do, do that. And one of the moments I remember about Ty is that as a sophomore, he was voted the team captain even before he was voted starting quarterback. And I knew that with him at the helm, there was no game that we were out of. And I expect him to take that same mentality to the sideline and developing the offensive philosophy that he's going to develop. Yeah, there's going to be a learning curve, obviously. Going from high school to D1, learning curve. But if anybody can bridge that gap fast, it's going to be Ty Detmer. He's coming up uh, on the show in the next segment. So what do you really think about him doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and the thing is, is I've competed against Ty in practice at BYU. I've competed against Ty uh, when he played with Green Bay and I played with the Colts and when he played with the Eagles and I played with the Colts and I've competed with Ty in fishing. And the only thing I've ever beat him in is in fishing. <laughs> Should we give him a hard time about that? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's that. Now that's the dirt that we were looking for. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Ty Detmer is now facing a situation that is very unique. He has a good problem. Two really good, accomplished quarterbacks. Tanner Mangum the incumbent starter because of what he did last year, and Taysom Hill coming off a pretty significant injury. But it's Taysom Hill, a guy that was in the Heisman conversation for a couple of years. What do you think Ty Detmer will and should do with the use of those two quarterbacks? Well, I think the first thing is that we have to understand that they are both great quarterbacks, but they are different. Uh, Taysom Hill, in a zone-read offense, um, if he's quarterback, 50% of the running is going to come from him. If Tanner's the quarterback, he's a pro style. 90% of the running will come from Jamal Williams. And, and so, um, Ty, depending upon if Taysom is healthy, that's going to be predic- that that will determine the offense that he will run because you can't run the same offense with those those guys. Okay, so I view it like Joe Montana and Steve Young that Joe Montana is, uh, is Tanner and Steve Young is Taysom. And so a zone read offense with Taysom in college is lethal. But probably the better pro prospect is Tanner because of his quick release and his arm. But I would not doubt Taysom being able to make the leap. However, in all of this, 
a Liz Frank injury, <clears throat> excuse me, is significant. And let's not minimize this. Taysom is the kind of young man that doesn't have to play in the games to have influence on the team because of the leader he is. That's a significant thing, and, and that's something we discuss as well is I don't see this dividing the team in any way because I think that you have two capable leaders, two guys that have gone on missions, are mature, uh, can help this team in any way. I, I want to talk about uh, another quarterback. On signing day, you introduced uh, Jaron Hall, uh, son of your former teammate, Kalen Hall, and you call him Russell Wilson, but faster. What has Kalen told you about his son, Jaron? Well, first of all, you know, Kalen is my buddy, and, you know, dads have a very high opinion of their sons, just like <laughs> I have one of mine. So what I did is I went to huddle, and I watched Jaron play. So, and this is not a slight to his teammates that he played with in high school, but he has major league arm talent equivalent to what Tanner has. <clears throat> if Jaron was 6'3 or 6'4, he would be a five-star without a question. Uh, his arm talent is sensational, but he also has 4-5 speed. And so when I compared him to Russell Wilson, it was because of the height. Now, Jaron is probably, and I know Russell, Jaron is probably an inch to an inch and a half taller than Russell. Um, and I, I just think that Jaron could really, really be a special player at BYU, particularly in a zone read type of offense. But he has the skill set to be a drop-back passer. And so the receivers he had in high school are not at the skill level that he'll have in college, and I think that'll make him that much better. But then when you got a kid that's six foot, six one, and when he gets back from his mission, he may be 215 pounds. And so you got a guy like that with a great arm and who can run and who has a high football IQ. And the thing that I learned about Darren and talking to him is he has uh, what I call – Icy still confidence. He's not going to boast about it, but you look in his eyes, you look at how he plays, and he goes, man, this is a mature, confident young man. So uh, I'm expecting big things out of him. Derwin Gray on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline right now. Dewey, when you look at the motivational speeches that you have given over your life, and the one that you gave to BYU football in 2015 was certainly notable. You heard just an excerpt of that. What would the motivational speech be to this team now 198 days away from game number one with a new staff and everything that's happening? Yeah, you, you know, the first thing is let me say this about the speech last year. One of the reasons why it was so passionate, if I start crying, just forgive me, but my son was there with me. And if it wasn't for BYU and me meeting my wife there, he wouldn't have existed. And so... Even as people listen, man, it is so much bigger than scoring touchdowns and getting interceptions. My son was with me talking to a team that I left a sentence in the story of BYU. So that's, that's a lot of the passion. Secondly, what I would say to this team is I would say, listen, you define who you're going to be. They're going to play some great teams. They're going to have a very, very difficult schedule. So they must be meticulous in their preparation, unrelenting in their effort, 
and they must have trust that they have each other's backs. And if they do, if they do those three things, they can have a very successful season, anywhere from nine to ten wins. I wow. believe that. Wow. Okay. There you go. Derwin Gray bringing it on BYU Sports Nation. We appreciate the time. We got to get you into Studio B very, very soon. I would love to do that. Hopefully, I'll get another trip up there and bring my son as well. Dewey, we appreciate the time. Uh, we wish you the best. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Peace out, guys. Bye bye. Wow. Derwin Gray on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You can see why he's a pastor, baby. Up next, his former teammate Ty Detmer on his attack plan with two high-level quarterbacks. He's taken to the mustard seats. He's next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, 11 Eastern time, you can watch the men's basketball team play at San Diego on ESPNU. You can also listen to it on BYU Radio. After the game, the Cougars are going to fly home tonight so that they can practice in Provo tomorrow because they play San Diego again Saturday night on BYU TV. Refreshing the rest of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The ladies going for an outright conference championship tonight, 9 Eastern. You can watch that game against San Diego the only team to beat BYU's women's hoops team this year on BYU TV, 9 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio. Kalani Sataki announced the completion of the football support staff. Uh, Jason Ayu is the director of football athletic relations, and Sione Kinikini is the director of player development. Day two of the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Swim and Dive Championships continuing in L.A. on day one. The BYU men's team set two school and MPSF championship records. I have that as excellent. In the 200 medley and the 800 free relay, congratulations to those teams as they compete in Los Angeles. Joining us now is guest number two on the day, former Heisman Trophy winner and now current offensive coordinator at BYU, Ty Detmer. Ty, nice to have you back in Studio B. Good to be back. We got some dirt on you from Derwin Gray. I can't compete with Derwin. (laughs) (laughs) He's a a preacher for a living, you know, so he's... He's got down. Right, yeah. Well, he told us that the only thing he has ever beaten you in is fishing. Is that true? Boy, I don't know. I think uh, when when we were here, we'd go carp fishing over by East Bay and catch a few catfish and those kind of things. So we uh, we had a great time, but he he definitely fishes a lot more than I do right now. Okay, mm. that, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, you're busy with uh, other things. <laughs> yeah, what do you have going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you did you get the blue goggles we delivered to the football? I office? got. They were sitting right on my desk right there. Tried them on. My daughter tried them on. So everybody uh, everybody enjoys them. We're set. You can now proceed with spring ball preparations. Right, <laughs> that's right. You ready to go? Yeah. Okay, let's get um, your. I know you met with the media, but your initial reaction to when Taysom Hill told, I guess, you guys, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here." Well, extremely excited. He, uh, you know, he brings a lot to the the table and, and leadership's qualities, and you know, it, it was a recruiting process for him. So we had to go and, and meet with him and talk to him and make sure he knew that he was uh, wanted and and a part of the program. So. You know, he's he's been a huge part of, of what's gone on the last few years just from a leadership standpoint and as a player. So we're excited he's back. We we know that he brings a lot to the table and that, uh, you know, Cougar Nation's excited. You know, everybody's been waiting a long time to, to hear, you know, what his – his situation was going to be and and he did a great job of explaining to the team his mindset throughout the process you know that he uh 
you know, he had to take his time and, and make sure that he was uh, exploring all options, but at the end of the day, make the best decision for him and his wife. And I think he did that. I keep hearing the problem or the this phrase, this is a good problem to have for tight end. Is this a good problem to have two quarterbacks that are very different from each other, Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill. So why is it a problem? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair question. Uh, what's what's the problem question. here? Yeah. This isn't the first time BYU's had quarterbacks just waiting and, and had guys that could play at a very high level in the program. So uh, to me, there's no problem. Let's go play. You know, the best guy will play, and and we'll uh, we'll make it work. And, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, well, you'll have – Put both of them in the backfield together, and Taysom going to play another position. You know, the guy's a quarterback. He's not a running back. He's not a tight end. He's a quarterback. And you know, Tanner's done some great things. He's uh, he's a great player, and he's got some time to to continue to develop. But I think this off season, he's making great strides in the weight room, and and having that off season, he's going to be a much improved player as well. So, you know, there's there's no problem with having two good quarterbacks. Is the biggest question in your mind just the health of Taysom Hill and all of this? Yeah, nobody knows where he's going to end up. You know, that's a that's a question that he has. You know, and that that weighed into his decision and why it took so long was he's going through steps and trying to see where he's going to be. But he's going to work as hard as he can to to get healthy, and then at that point we'll see see where we're at and make those decisions that need to be made. And, and you know, we're not going to tip our hand either going into Arizona on who's going to be playing if unless you know it's you know he's the guy and and or Tanner's the guy and and we're going to go forward so um we'll let everybody get comfortable in the system and and get their feet underneath them and then uh make those decisions when we need to let's talk about that pro style offense which uh is under center and very different from what BYU was running uh with the previous offense coordinator Robert and I is there is there any chance that you will implement a wrinkle where Taysom is going to run a zone read out of a shotgun, or is it going to just be, look, this is the offense, this is the pro-style offense, both quarterbacks are going to run it? So spring ball, we're going to work a lot under center just because they haven't been doing it a whole lot over the last few years. Uh, when we get to the season, we may be pistol, uh, we may be uh, more under center. You know, that, that'll – kind of work itself out as we go. And so we'll have packages for all those situations. We're not just going to be – when people say pro style, I think everybody thinks I formation, two backs, tight end. You know, we're going we're gonna to look totally different, uh, you know, game plan to game plan, uh, week to week, uh, series to series sometimes, you know. So it's, uh, it's not a this is what we're going to do and, and, you know, we're going to get good at it. Yeah, we want to get good at it, but if Taysom's there – just the threat of him running off the edge keeps people at home backside. So why not utilize that? And uh, and if Tanner's in there, I think he can have that similar effect in the passing game. And he's he's not looking to run as much, but he can have that similar effect with a backside throw. So we'll be gun. We'll be under center. We're going to morph into what we do best. What kind of involvement will Taysom Hill have in spring ball? That'll be determined by what he can do. If uh, if they clear him as we go along to 
you know, be able to take drops and push off of that foot and make throws, he'll do that. If they clear him to be 100%, he'll take everything. If uh, if it's just stand there and throw, he'll stand there and throw some routes. But I want him involved, and, and uh, mentally he'll be getting mental reps, as many as he can get there, even if he can't take a physical rep. So um, he'll he'll do what he can do, what the doctors allow him to do, and then we'll go from there. Does Tanner Mangum have any uh, possibility of getting a head start in this because he's in spring ball fully healthy? Well, I think the more reps you get, the more comfortable you are. But uh, Taysom's, you know, been around it. He's, you know, he's an experienced quarterback that doesn't need a ton of reps to get ready to go. And, you know, just talking to him, talking to Tanner, Bo, Coy, they're all sharp football guys. They've all been around football a long time. And so a, a system change – you know, football's football. You're still going to run some base stuff, some of the same things that they've been running, a few different wrinkles to that, but uh, terminology will be a little different. And so the mental side of it's probably more important than the actual reps at this point. So I don't know if it's a leg up. Obviously, the more you get, the, the more comfortable you are going into August. But um, at the same time, I don't think Tanner's a high rep or Taysom's a high rep guy that needs a lot of time under center to, to get comfortable with it. In terms of putting together a playbook, where are you at in this stage? It's got to be fun, right? Uh, it's fun, but it's it's kind of one of those frustrating things because you want to just throw it all to them right now and, and get it all in. And so it's building blocks. You know, you take here's kind of some base things. Here's uh, some wrinkles to that, and we'll put in the base stuff. And then as we go through spring ball, we'll add wrinkles. And you don't want to get to where you're game planning against your own team, but the competitive juices kind of come out. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure as offensive coaches, we'll tweak and we'll get creative. And it's like, you know, you want the guys to have success too. So you don't want your defense just to be able to line up and beat you up every day because you're running your base package all the time. So uh, that first week will be pretty basic and then we'll start tweaking as we go you still need to find out the the health of Taysom Hill but is there any notion to the idea of redshirting Tanner Mangum not at this point I think uh, everybody's up we'll uh, we'll evaluate everybody at every position and then come August you know we'll make those decisions we'll we'll uh, have those talks as coaches and and uh, with the players and make sure everybody's on the same page going in and We'll, you know, we'll decide at that point where we're at and what, what our needs are and then go from there. Knowing what I know about Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill and their mentality, I know the easy comparison is, well, at Ohio State it was a little bit weird with Cardell Jones and JT and Barrett. JT Barrett. I don't think that that's, that should even be in the same conversation because we're talking about two mature guys, return missionaries, who are just, they're just different than those guys. Yeah. How, how do you think they can handle uh, – this situation, because, I mean, it is a little bit awkward, but but it can also be a very good thing. How do you think they'll handle that? They're both great guys. You know, they've got great attitudes. They're, they're mature, like you said. They've been through a lot. They're returned missionaries, so they've had some adversity in their lives. And, and so they're, they're competitive. They both want to be the guy, but to have two guys that lead the team and jump in there and break the team down is not a bad thing. You know, I've, the teams I played on and in the NFL, you've got great players at every position. Everybody wants to play. And the big thing for me was just be the best player I could be, not worry about what another guy's doing or root against that guy to do bad. So I look better. If, if I'm not making the plays, that's on me. If I'm making the plays, I've done everything I can do. And the coaches make the decisions at that point. So I, I think they understand that. And 
they're they're great people, great men. They they cheer each other on. You know, you look at the support that Taysom was able to give Tanner last year, uh, being injured, and I fully expect if they're both healthy to to have that continued relationship that they help each other. And you know, it was uh, great for me. Uh, Sean Covey came back his senior year, my sophomore year, and the thing he told me going into the season was, "Hey, if I can help in any way, let me know." And just a great attitude and it wasn't easy for him not to to be the guy at that time so I've been around guys that way and and I've been around a few guys that didn't handle it the the best way and and they usually weren't successful when their time did come because they were worried about the next guy ahead of them instead of just being the best player they could be let's wrap with this I think we have a first on the set I don't think anyone has done an interview in cowboy boots before on the show (laughs) Are you wearing cowboy boots? This is number two. You didn't even notice oh, them the time before. Oh, he had them on last time. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. See? No. I was so engaged in our dialogue, Ty, <laughs> because the control room's like, hey, he's wearing cowboy boots. I was like, I'm busy talking to him about tasting Those are Hill. sharp. Is this? These are snow boots. <laughs> We're in Utah. I've got to have a That's little protection. They're, they're my Utah snow boots. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. So the second time. Okay. Yeah, that was the second time the Cowboy Boots have been in Studio B. Hopefully it's not the last time. Hey, okay, absolutely. Don't, don't you let him forget that either because he gave you a hard time about uh, some, some walk-on recruits last time too. Ty, I didn't bring yes. this up. So. Yes, and he, he I, we up. did bring up the mustache too, and all those things. So <laughs> yes, we're yes. we're fifty fifty. I here. thought it was the one, yeah, walk on mustache watch. I love it so much. That's right, Ty. We appreciate the insight into uh, Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill in the quarterback situation, and uh, I think it's safe to say people are very excited about the prospect of BYU football in twenty sixteen. We are too. We're we're looking forward to get going and. Can't wait to see what the future holds. Spring ball, March 1st, 12 days away, baby. Let's go. Ty, thanks again. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more reaction to Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill. And And Ty Detmer's boots. And Ty Detmer's (laughs) elite cowboy boots. (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation. You sell those at the BYU store. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you ever miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. If you're just joining us now and you missed the interviews with Derwin Gray and Ty Detmer, do yourself a favor and make sure you listen to them or watch them. This is the reaction for most people from those interviews. (laughs) Ha! Yeah, awesome stuff from the 90s, dudes. Love it. Hey, women's hoops tonight, 9 Eastern time. BYU going for an outright West Coast Conference championship against San Diego. 9 Eastern time tonight, senior night. The last team to beat BYU was San Diego. They have a 14-game win streak. BYU trying to get it done at home. Let's recap some of the highlight comments that Ty Detmer just gave us in Studio B, starting with this. And I, and I keep hearing this from people. Well, Ty Detmer has a good problem with two good quarterbacks. To which Ty Detmer responded, why is this a problem? Why is it a problem? Why is that a problem? It's not to him. He's got two great quarterbacks. And then he brought up, well, the problem is if you have one good quarterback and he goes down, what do you do after that? Why not have two experienced guys? Absolutely. He also gave us insights into the pro-style offense, which is varied looks. Out of the gun, under center. He said, under center, we'll go under center in spring ball, mostly because they haven't done it. BYU has the shotgun down, right? So it's get reps under center that way. Also, that Taysom Hill will participate in spring ball as much as he is cleared by doctors. So if that's just stand and throw, no plant, then he'll do that. I'm interested to see what the answer to that is. When Ty was pretty adamant about Taysom Hill 
not be, excuse me, not being concerned about Taysom Hill not getting the physical reps yeah. because he's an experienced no, guy. No, it makes sense. This is his fifth year. Fifth year. Also, we, we have the three T's, by the way. We got to come up with something with that. Tanner, Taysom, Ty. T-cubed. Tom Homel. It was Tyler Hawes. I saw T-cubed, I think, on Twitter the other day. T-cubed? Okay. <laughs> Getting mathematical with it. Yeah. T- yeah. We got to figure out something with that. Those three T's. Okay. Someone figure out. Hashtag BYUSN. Let's do this. Why is Actually, that a sorry. problem? Sorry. That's our topic for May 17th. Okay. Yeah. No. Let's we, put we got that, a long summer. Put that way into the middle. Way <laughs> into the, the black hole of the middle of the countdown in the summer. Oh, we're in the black hole of the <laughs> no, countdown. No, we're not. Trust because me. sports are still happening. School's still in. What's happening on June 17th or June 26th? June 20. Oh, July 26th is Weezer. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Don't forget July that. July 16th is 21 Pilots. Yeah, I got, <laughs> Your I got summer is mapped out by concert dates. I, yes, it is. I got a lot going on. It's, Smashing Pumpkins coming up. It's mapped out by concert We're going dates. to Smashing Pumpkins too, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> anyway, download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Ty Detmer, Derwin Gray giving really passionate, insightful responses to the current status of BYU football. I know that it's, it's the hot topic you have two good quarterbacks. You want everybody to feel good. You want everybody to play. And you and want to be rainbows and, we want and sunshine. We, we always want rainbows and sunshine. We want, we want answers now. We want answers now, right? We're not going to get them about this situation. In two weeks, BYU has spring ball. We'll start to get some answers as to what things look like and how things are said and, and what Tanner Mangum looks like and how healthy is Taysom Hill and all this. But ultimately, we won't until we actually get to game day. Ty, uh, Ty Emmer just told us, they're, if they haven't decided on a start, they will not tip their hand until Why the game. would they? Why um, would they? Unless, here's the only situation I see where they tip their hand. Taysom's just not healthy and it's obvious. Then it's obviously Tanner Mangum, right? What does Taysom Hill need to do to become the starting quarterback at BYU? That is our Twitter question today. Let's get some tweets in. It's Twitter time. Cummings 89. He needs, he just needs to fully recover. A healthy Taysom would start at almost any school in the country too good. We'll see. We'll see. Best I mean, player I mean, plays. I mean, we, we, do you know who's going to make the decision on this? Ty Demmer. It's not going to be Kalani Sitaki, in my opinion. It's going to be Ty Demmer. Ty Demmer. So we just got great insight from the guy in studio, and I think it all depends on Taysom Hill's health, and then we see what happens. I, I, it, to me, to me, it sounds like it sounds like totally my opinion that he's leaning on the Taysom experience kind of side of things. If all things are equal, that's just my opinion. From that conversation, yes, absolutely. You agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. At Ballers intern, Taysom needs the BYUSN karma to be the starter. <laughs> Bring him on the show. Hey, doors wide open. Come on in, baby. That's true. Taysom, come to Studio B, man. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> you don't think we've asked already? <laughs> Up next, the whip around hits. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Game day! In San Diego at 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio, the Cougars lost to San Diego by three last year, but this year are coming off two of their best games last week. Women's basketball. The ladies are going for an outright conference championship tonight at 9 Eastern time against San Diego, who, by the way, is the only team to beat BYU in conference this year and the last team to beat BYU this year. 14 straight wins. Will it become 15 in an outright 
WCC title live on BYU TV 9 Eastern. Football. Lonnie Stocky announced the completion of the football sports staff. Jason Ayu is the director of football athletic relations. And Sione Akini Kini is the director of player development. Swimming and diving. Day two at the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Swim and Dive Championships in Los Angeles. On day one, the men's team set two school and MPSF championship records, the 200 medley and the 800 free relay. Golf. Patrick Fishburne and Spencer Dunway, both are three over at the John Burns Intercollegiate, yes, Smithers, in Hawaii. The team is tied for 14. Soccer. Excellent. The Cougars will play eight (laughs) exhibition matches starting February 28th. The eight include matchups with Arizona, Arizona State, and USC. Good competition. Noise. Softball. Cougars are in action against Hawaii on the diamond uh, tonight. Excuse me. Uh, on the yeah, in the diamond for the diamond in, of the diamond in the diamond at the for the Lakers <laughs> at the D Marini Classic in Vegas, seven thirty. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is plus two through eleven holes, and Daniel Summers tees off this afternoon in the opening round. Of the Northern Trust Open today at the Riviera Country Club. Why is there a turkey on the course? Jaren? Jimmer! Coming off of his D-League All-Star Game MVP performance, Jimmer didn't have his best game. 13 points, 4 boards, 4 assists. He shot 4 of 21. Sounds like me on Tuesday nights at church. In the Westchester Knicks, 98-89 loss to the 905 Raptors. Yet again, that is a D-League actual name of a team. The 905 Raptors? Raptors. Sponsored by Jurassic World. Is that an area code? For Toronto? I don't know how... Well... The well, it's postal code for one thing in Canada. Oh yeah, sorry. And it's Z, not Z. My bad. <laughs> I got yelled at. Like it's also grade, ten years ago. About grade it. four and grade nine, and not that's ninth right, grade Alexa and fourth grade. grade. That's yeah. right. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter. And Dexter helps when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to the men's swim team. When you set two relay records, yeah, you deserve it. Twitter question: What does Taysom Hill need to do to become BYU's starting quarterback? Our elite tweet of the day from at Daniel A01271016. That's real. My brain and heart are battling. One says Taysom, the other says Tanner. Then they convince each other to switch. Hashtag conflicted. I don't even know what to do with that one. Trust Ty Detmer. That's what you need to do. Thanks to Derwin Gray, Ty Detmer, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Keegan Kane. We're back to work tomorrow.